Lord, we thank You for that holy night that You were born in that manger to come to earth to save humanity. Lord Jesus, this Christmas time, we are reminded of the incredible message of Christmas, that You loved us so much that You came to earth to save us. And I pray that today, Lord Jesus, that we would be reminded again of Your incredible love for every single one of us. In Jesus' mighty Name, Amen. Amen. You can take a seat this morning. Welcome to City Church this morning. Merry Christmas, everybody. Who's excited for Christmas Day? Come on. We just had to get that out. There was a lot of excitement building up. So much excitement. I think there's a lot of kids expecting big things on Christmas Day, parents. So don't feel daunted by that. But I hope uh, if you need to do any last minute shopping, today is the day. It's great to gather for Christmas and it's great on this Christmas Eve service to uh, have a moment where we gather together and are reminded of the true meaning of Christmas. Christmas is all about Jesus. Christmas is all about when love came down to earth. We are reminded at Christmas time of the incredible love that Jesus has for each and every one of us, that He will stop at nothing to come to reach humanity and to save us from our sins. We've been going through the themes of Advent over these last four weeks and we've talked about hope, we've talked about peace, we've talked about joy and today we're going to talk about love. And when you think about Advent, you think about these themes, they are all done in expectation for that nativity scene, for when Jesus would be born. But we also have that expectation of when Jesus is coming again, the second coming of Christ. And we live with expectation as believers in Jesus Christ. We trust and we believe in Him. And so we do have hope. We do have peace. We do have joy. We do have love in the midst of every circumstance and every season that we face in life. Because it's not just an earthly hope, It's a hope in Jesus that He will return. It's a hope that is eternal beyond our natural circumstances. See, Christianity isn't about us making our way to God. Christianity is about God making His way to us. And that is the beauty of the Christmas story, that Jesus made His way to earth because He loved you and I. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world. He didn't just like you. He loved you. He loves you. He loves the world. It was that factor, that driving force that led Him to come to earth, to be born in the midst of family, to come close in that way, and to know humanity, to be Emmanuel, God with us, so that we could experience and know Christ. You know, it says in Matthew 1, the Christmas story, it says this in Matthew 1 verse 18, this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. 
So he decided to break the engagement quietly. You would imagine in this moment, Joseph was in a situation of incredible heartache, wondering why his engaged wife is pregnant, not understanding the truth of the whole matter, of the whole situation. And when you look at it from Mary's perspective, she's a young woman excited, thinking about wedding dresses, thinking about where the party is going to be, thinking about all the celebrations of a wedding day. She's getting ready for all of those moments, but then is taken by surprise when she becomes pregnant by the Holy Spirit. There's a whole bunch of chaos happening here in the midst, but there is God's peace, joy, hope, and love in the middle of it. It says in verse 20, As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded and he took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. I love this passage because in the midst of the chaos of this story for both Joseph and Mary and all that was happening at this time, in the midst of all the chaos that was taking place, God is moving and working and God is keeping His Word that Jesus would be born in a manger as He said He would. And I love in this story, as we look at it deeply and we we see through this story, we see the theme of God's incredible love. In fact, there's three names that are used for God in this story that really tell us and paint a picture for us of the love of Christ in the Christmas story. And we're going to look at those three names this morning and what they mean for us. And so three reminders in this Christmas season. The first one is this, Messiah. The story starts off with saying, this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. Messiah, the God who keeps His promises. When we think about the word Messiah, the Messiah was a promised Saviour that was to come. He was the anointed one that was spoken about in the Old Testament, that was prophesied and promised that He would come to save humanity. Now, I think for us in 21st century Australia, The idea of a saviour can feel like something that we just think is an additional extra to our life. For us, we feel like we can be independent, like we can just uh, go through life and we are self-sufficient. But when we look back at the context of this day, the Jews knew that a Messiah had been prophesied. They were expecting and waiting for a king to come and to save them. They were probably expecting a great political leader or a great military leader to come. It took them by surprise as well to know that the Saviour would come as a baby born in a manger. And I love that about Jesus, that He does things differently to what we would expect. He didn't come with His great military or political might. He came as a child 
with his understanding that he was here to save humanity. The Messiah was the promised anointed deliverer of the Jewish nation prophesied throughout the Bible. God keeps his promises. And at Christmas time, we are reminded that we serve a God that does what he says he will do. He prophesied this over 700 years earlier through the prophet Isaiah that a child would be born, the Saviour of the world, the Messiah would be born. In fact, it says it in Isaiah 9 verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This was prophesied over 700 years earlier. I remember we used to have this friend at school who used to make up these incredible stories and lies all the time. And we would be talking to him and he would tell us the most incredible stories of things that happened to him on the weekend and the great adventures and the great things that he did. He got bitten by three snakes and he overcame a car crash and he was hit by a semi-trailer and he's here at school on Monday morning and none of it affected him. And he would make these incredible lies up and these incredible stories and tell everybody all these things. And the reality is for this guy, nobody trusted him. He had incredible insecurity and nobody wanted to be around this guy because everything he said was a lie. He could not be trusted. And when there's no trust, it repels relationship. Whereas Jesus, what we see in the Christmas story is there is incredibly high trust because Jesus is doing exactly what he said he would do. And trust is always about relationship. And the reason there is trust is because Jesus wants to have relationship with you and I. In fact, it says in Psalm 145, it says, The Lord always keeps His promises. Isn't it good to know that when the world can be shaken and tossed around through the different seasons of life that we live through, that we have a God that keeps His promises. And Christmas is a reminder every year that we serve Messiah, the God who keeps His promises. He said He was coming to be born in a manger to save humanity from its sins. And He came and He did that. And we are reminded this Christmas time that we serve a God that keeps His promises. The second name that's used in uh, this passage is the name Jesus. Matthew 1 verse 21 says, And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus means Yahweh saves, or Yahweh is salvation. The name Jesus literally means Saviour. So when he's told and instructed, Joseph is instructed to call Jesus, Jesus, It's not just merely a name, it's speaking prophetically about who he was. That he wasn't just some political figure, that he wasn't just some military leader, but he was Jesus, the Messiah, the Saviour of the world that had come to save humanity from their sins. See, when I think about the fact that the wise men came and they say that the wise men probably arrived when Jesus was about two years old. And they came and they laid these expensive gifts down to worship Jesus Christ. 
They came to bring this frankincense and gold and myrrh, which seems like crazy gifts to give a child, right? I'm just imagining my kids opening up those gifts at Christmas time and being like, well, I don't want this gold thing and just not seeing the value in it. But what they understood is they were bringing gifts for a saviour. They were bringing gifts for a king. If I was to bring my two-year-old or almost two-year-old up on stage in a couple of weeks' time, Hudson, and I was to hold him up, I don't think that many of us would be bowing down and worshipping. There is a, probably a toddler that would be having a tantrum on stage or crying or, or doing something crazy, right? And we look at toddlers and we think about how they behave and we think, gee, there's not a lot about a toddler at times that is worth worshipping. But the reason these wise men came and travelled so far and brought these expensive gifts is because this just wasn't a child. The Christmas story is different because it wasn't just a child being born in a manger. It was the saviour of the world, Jesus Christ. Yahweh saves. Salvation. Jesus is salvation is declared at Christmas time. That any person, anyone may come from the shepherds in the field that night, from the wise men that travelled, from those that were tending to the sheep, from those that were around the surrounding areas. Every person is welcome to come close to the Saviour Jesus. And even more so in today's day and age, we have access to Jesus. All we have to do is open up our heart to Him. Ephesians 2 verse 7 says it this way, So God can point to us all in future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of His grace and kindness towards us as shown in all He has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Salvation is a gift that we can all receive. All we have to do is open up our hearts to receive it. And the beauty of Christmas time is that Jesus, His name literally means salvation. And as we welcome Him into our hearts, we receive that gift of salvation. And finally, this morning, we've talked about the name Messiah. We've talked about the name Jesus. But then this final name is used in this story, and that is Emmanuel. And Emmanuel reminds us that God is with us. That's literally the meaning of it. God with us or God is with us. It says here in Matthew 2 verse 22, And all this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through His prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. You know, the accessibility of the manger is really a preview of the life of Jesus that we all have access to Jesus, that we all have access to relationship with Him. The beauty of Christmas time is that we are again reminded that Jesus came near, He came close because He wanted relationship. He didn't just send a representative. He just didn't send an angel. Jesus Himself came to earth as a reminder that through His proximity, that He wants to actually know you and I, that He would be called Emmanuel, God with us. The kind of God that wants to have relationship with us. And I'm not just talking about a business relationship or a professional relationship. 
the kind of relationship where we, we, we wear our best clothes and we, we act on our best behaviour and we, whenever we see our boss, uh, we make sure that we are doing the right thing and that we are saying the right things. And oh, Lord Jesus, like we, we, we talk in a certain way and we act in a certain way. Not that kind of professional nature, but he wants a personal relationship. Not the kind of relationship like a relative that we just see at Christmas and Easter time that we have that awkward uncle that we kind of hug and we have nothing to say to because we're only going to see them again next year at the same time, same place. Not that kind of relationship that's just Christmas and Easter, but the kind of relationship that is a personal relationship. Not the kind of relationship that's a, a second-hand relationship where we know somebody else that knows the Saviour, Jesus. We know about Him, not a second-hand relationship, but a personal relationship. See, God wants a personal relationship with you and I. You think about when a child is in a room, they just command the full attention. When there's a baby in the midst of a room, everybody's just enamored with this child and looking at what they're doing and they might just be sleeping. I mean, really, when they're a baby, what are they doing there? Sleeping, eating. We know the other thing, right? But there's something about a child where we are just looking at them and we're drawn. And I love that about the Christmas story that Jesus didn't come as just some great politician or military leader, but He come as a child in the setting of family to remind us every year that He's the center point of our faith. And that just like in family, it's built on relationship. Jesus wants to have a relationship with you and I. And He came in that context because He's a relational God. We serve a relational God in a transactional world. See, John 1 verse 14 says this, So the Word, or Jesus, became human and made His home among us. The Message Bible says it this way, The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood. I love that thought. That God moved into the neighbourhood of humanity. He wanted to know us personally. He wanted to have a relationship with us. And this Christmas season, we're going to be with family. We're going to be traveling. We're going to be maybe in our house. We're going to be hosting family and people are going to come and they're going to experience and people are going to eat food and laugh and open presents and do life together. But we all have kind of a responsibility to make sure that at this Christmas time, that we don't just leave the Saviour Jesus out of it, but we actually put Him in the center of the room. And be reminded in this Christmas season that it's all about Jesus. That the Messiah, the God who keeps His promises, He came down to earth. That Jesus, the Saviour of the world, came not just to be born, but He came to die on a cross for our sins. In fact, all of these things were prophesied hundreds of years earlier, a number of times in the Old Testament to remind us that He would be born, the way that He would live and the way that He would die for our sins. The Saviour would come. Salvation would come. And yet we are reminded in this last name that He's Emmanuel, that He's not just some distant Saviour, that He's not just a Messiah that did something in generations gone by, but He's God with us. 
that He's the God that wants relationship that's personal with you and I. And I think if there's one thing we take away from this Christmas season, this Christmas Eve service today, don't forget this, that God wants to have a personal relationship with you. Emmanuel, God with us, He wants to know you personally and intimately. He wants to be connected with you. So as we come to a conclusion this morning, Luke 2 verse 6 says this, While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. It's kind of a, a jolting kind of moment that because of the census, as everyone had traveled to this area, that Mary and Joseph arrived in this place, heavily pregnant Mary was, but there was no room for them in the inn. In fact, the innkeeper missed the greatest opportunity of all time to have the Savior of the world born inside of his inn. But no, Jesus and Mary and Joseph were banished to a manger out the back. This lowly manger where the Savior of the world was born because there was no place available. And I guess I want to ask you this Christmas, have you got room? Have you got space for Jesus in your heart to have a personal relationship with Him in this Christmas season? I'm not talking about just coming to church and all those kind of things. I'm talking about just having a living, genuine relationship with Jesus. Because that's what Christmas is about. Christmas is about actually Jesus coming close, love coming down so that you and I could know Him personally. And so this morning, I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment. I want to ask you that question. Do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Him? Because today, you've got the incredible opportunity on this Christmas Eve, 2023, to open up your heart to a relationship with Him, to know Emmanuel, God with us, to know the Saviour of the world, to know salvation in Jesus. It's life-changing as we open up our hearts and we make room for Him in our lives, that Jesus would be the Lord and Saviour of our lives. So if that's you this morning, I want to invite you to pray a prayer with us this morning. We're going to pray it together as a church family, but maybe it's you that's making that decision this morning in your heart to say, yeah, I need to receive Jesus. What I'm going to ask you to do is, would you stand with me this morning, everyone? And this Christmas... Let's not just remember the, the presents and the big guy in a red suit and the carols and the fun and the family and the food. But let's make room right from the beginning of this Christmas to say, hey, I, I want to have the center point of Christmas, the beginning of Christmas Christ in my heart. I want to know Him personally. I want to have a relationship with God. I want to know I have a future in heaven with Him. 
I want to know that I can live with purpose and the themes of Advent that we've talked about, hope and peace and joy and love because I'm connected to the source of that, which is Jesus Christ. And so today, let's make room for Him. Let's open up our hearts to Him. And as I pray a prayer this morning, we're going to invite you to pray this prayer with me. The Bible says, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we shall be saved. Confess with our mouth, believe in our heart, Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. And so I'm going to pray this prayer this morning. Let's invite Jesus into our hearts in this Christmas season. Why don't you repeat this after me? Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. I thank you for the gift of Christmas that you came to save me from my sin and shame. And today I apologise for that. Forgive me of my sin. Help me to live for you. I receive your love and forgiveness. Help me to serve you each day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, the beauty of Christmas is that it's completely personal, that we have access to Jesus and that He wants to know us and that we, we can have a personal relationship with the Saviour of the world. In fact, that's why Jesus came to earth, because He loved us and He wanted to have that relationship with us. And so today, as we go into Christmas tomorrow, I encourage you, let that love, let that peace, let that joy, let that hope just overflow in your life as you live out of a genuine, personal relationship with Jesus, because that, my friend, is what Christmas is all about. He came, in, came near down into the neighbourhood of humanity to have personal relationship with you and I. Amen. Lord, I pray for every person this morning as we go out with our family and friends in this Christmas season. I pray, Lord Jesus, we would overflow with your hope, your love, your joy, your peace. I pray for protection as people travel, Lord God, and go many different places. But Lord, more than all of those things, Lord, I pray that our relationship with You would be a personal one. And this Christmas season, we wouldn't miss the greatest gift, the greatest focus, and that is the beauty of a relationship with You. We pray that in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Well, on behalf of everybody here at City Church, a huge Merry Christmas. Travel safe. Enjoy being with friends and family over this season. Don't forget we don't have a service next Sunday, but we have an online one that's in its replacement to an in-person service. But enjoy this season with friends and family. Let the love of Christ come through your life in the way that you speak, act and live. In Jesus' name. But we're going to sing one more song together this morning because we've got to make the most of the carols, right? Uh, before it finishes. But let's sing together and then uh, have one more song before we go out and enjoy this Christmas season. <laughs>